Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Tom and I'm not joined today by good friend and fellow Bath fan Gabriel. We have a big upgrade today for, for our first bonus episode of season five of the podcast and delighted to be joined live from Jersey by the man who will be leading the campaign for the 22-23 season, Johan van Grant. Johan, welcome to the welcome to the podcast, and more importantly, welcome to the welcome to the club and welcome to Bath. Now, Tom, thank you very much. Uh, delighted to be on the podcast. Um, as you said, here from a very sunny Jersey, and um, great to be uh, with um, literally all of the players and and the staff. We're a group of uh, of over ninety people here for the week, and uh, you know, planning and. Uh, working on our culture and, uh, you know, trying to get fitter, aligned and prepared for a, a big season coming up. Yeah, it sounds like it's been a, a busy start to your your, uh, your your life in Bath. I think is it, I'm right in saying you arrived kind of early, early, early July time. Is that right? So how, how are kind of how have you and, and, and your family kind of settled into to life in Bath? Yeah, look, I finished up uh, at, at Munster at the... The back end of, of June and said our, our goodbyes. Um, you know, the people of Ireland and specifically Munster have been very good to, to my family and I. We flew over uh, with the Ferrara family on um, uh, the 23rd of June. Um, most of our stuff arrived on the 24th and then um, we, we spent a few days unpacking and then went uh, on a quick holiday as a, as a family. Uh, I've got a, a wife, Melissa, and, and three kids, uh, two boys and a little girl, and then um, met most of the staff for the first time on the 10th of, of July, uh, a Sunday evening, and then met all the players on, on Monday, the 11th of July. And we kind of set that date as, as the starting point, looking forward, uh, starting on zeros the, as the 11th of July. Uh, had three weeks of... Um, of pre-season, uh, the players went uh, away for nine days to recharge their batteries and, and came back. Uh, in that time, uh, I went to South Africa to see my family, uh, which was really nice. Um, and then uh, we've had a, a few more weeks. We've had our first pre-season game and yeah, everybody's here in Jersey for the week and, and looking forward to, to Friday evening uh, Against a very competitive uh, Jersey Red side, they um, they actually played very well against Leicester, and they they literally the last blow of the game the against uh, London Irish, it, the game was in the balance. Um, so really looking forward to Friday evening. Yeah, it sounds great. And um, compared to, to to where I'm sat in, in dreary London, um, some of the pictures of the players on the the beach in Jersey today have looked have, looked, have made me made me pretty. Pretty, pretty jealous. I understand. We'll, we'll, we'll come on to the rugby in, in a second. I understand you also went for a dinner, I believe, with some of the the, the Bath supporters guys over the last couple of weeks. So um, I hope they were I hope they were nice to you and, and kind of welcomed you with open arms. Yeah, they were fantastic. Um, I think the the first impressions uh, that I have of of the city is that it it generally bleeds rugby. Uh, mm-hmm. They support their team. Uh, phenomenal rugby club. You know, formed in in 1865, and you know people want to get behind the team. And the example of the season tickets, it's it's uh, mostly unheard of, uh, not only in the game of rugby but in in the world of sport. 
um, at a, a fascinating you know, supporters club dinner. Uh, their awards for the players from last season. They also recognised some of the staff that um, you know went through the whole COVID process and. It was really nice to meet people and, and speak to people and hear what, what Bath Rugby means to them. And, you know, the, the way that not only they are proud of the rec, but also the away support is, um, is, uh, is very encouraging. And um, you know, after that, uh, Friday, a week ago, we were next to the rec um, and kind of had a family day and, and supporters were out. And I think the difference between the two days the the first one was mostly supporters that have supported the club for years, um, which was brilliant to see. And then the Friday was all the kids and um, all then their their bath jerseys and balls wanted to be signed, and it was great to see. And um, uh, community in rugby is a big word. I believe that's what rugby is about: respect, community, uh, and and you you support your team, and and uh, that's something that I'm looking forward to very much. Yeah, and I think you know it's it's something that we 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 found last season. Obviously, during some some difficult times, the rec and unlike other other stadiums in the Premiership, the rec continued to be absolutely packed to the rafters with with fans um, every single game, um, supporting through through thick and thin. And I know there's you know a lot of excitement about you being here this season about about some of the the, the you know the changes and what you're going to bring to the to, to rugby on and off the field. So maybe if we maybe we just move on to to to, to the rugby side of things pre-season. You know, I, I guess I'd just like to get some of your your initial impressions, maybe when you when you arrived, when you started getting to know the players, when you started to see them, see them, see them training. What were some of the main early thoughts and and kind of highlights and insights that you 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 gained? Um, and what were kind of the the priorities that you then you then started to focus on in the in, in that preseason period? Very first thing were the people, good people, players that are hungry, players that want to get better, players that want direction, players that want to improve, and players that want to put the past ahead, you know, behind them and look ahead. That was the first impression. Uh, guys want to work hard. In terms of of um, the priorities, number one, were our body composition and our conditioning. And, you know, that's something in, in terms of what I saw in terms of my research. You've just got to look at the games from last season to ID, you know, for me, the most important areas. And, you know, this is a, this is a game for Warriors and you need to be fit to play this game. And games are not 50 minutes long. They're not 65 minutes long. They're not 78 minutes long. It goes till the final whistle. So that's the first thing that I did. The second bit is, is the defence um, and appointed somebody specific uh, in that space. Um, we need to make sure that the team becomes desperate to win and hard to beat uh, on our side of the ball. And, and that's firstly protecting our own goal line. Uh, that will be a process. Uh, the fence takes time. Uh, we need to form new, let's call it relationships between forwards and backs, um, outside backs, uh, the back of the line at the vacuum. How do we stop them all? What happens post that? So, so that was the the second thing is the defence. And then, you know, the the kicking game. I believe your kicking game ties your attack and your defence together. And um, and I think. Bath scored some fantastic tries last season. Unfortunately, they conceded a lot as well. 
So, you know, we're going to have a pragmatic approach to, to start off with, make sure we gain confidence. Um, you know, you've got players that are hungry, that, that want to improve and make sure that we, you know, we can perform across 80 minutes. Hopefully, you know, we will start to perform and hopefully, you know, by following that process, um, we will start getting results. I think the other big thing that to me is a non-negotiable in, in this game is, is your set piece. Now, if you concede scrum penalties or more penalties and you leak more tries, it means the opposition will just come, keep coming in, in, in that space. And you know, we, we'd like to, to turn that the other way around, make sure that our scrum fires, our line-out and more fires. And you know, everybody's got the same amount of time. Uh, you've got 24 hours in a day. It's how you use it and what you spend your time on. So you know, those were, were the main priorities. Uh, obviously, there's so many parts of the game break down your attack, your counter-attack, your turnover um, attack. Um, but those were the main things that I recognise and uh, that we spent some time on. Yes, that, that's fantastic. I think um, that'll be music to many, many, many listeners' ears, I'm sure. I Just maybe to dig into a, dig into a couple of those points a little, a little more, if you don't mind. So fitness, body composition, you mentioned as, as the first point there. Obviously, the schedule in the premiership is is very challenging there's a lot that is demanded of players obviously there's a salary cap in play in the in the english premiership um which which can make squads you know squad numbers have been have been squeezed um you know your prior experience has been initially in super 14 with the bulls south africa and then with with munster obviously they have different arrangements so if we take munster for example centrally contracted players um not so much of a salary cap issue there as i as i understand it what are the? What do you think are the? Is the challenge from a fitness, from a, a player time, a player game time management point of view, um, of the of of the English Premiership, and how are you kind of evolving your thinking on on fitness? Look, first up, um, you know I haven't coached a game in the English Premiership yet, yeah. so I'm not going to try and be clever. Uh, you know, I've I've got to learn. Um, uh, as we go. Uh, what I would say is what I said to the group is this is going to be about a squad. You can't just play 15 players week in and week out. We've got to develop the individual. By saying that, that will make the squad better. Uh, you'll see more rotation potentially than in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, going to make sure that our younger players get sufficient game time with some more experienced players um, and make sure you kind of retain that freshness through through a season that takes some planning that needs buying from a whole squad and you know those are some of the things that uh, that we've discussed it's also taking a, a bit of a a longer term view and that's exactly what we did in our planning you know we said that you know there, there's so many areas to this game it's not only the on-field stuff it's what you do in your athletic performance so we appointed Alex Martin in in uh, in that role uh, previously from um, the Leicester Tigers in a very successful period uh, at that stage. Very experienced at what he does. Also done some incredible work with the with the Red Roses. Um, you know, and then Rory Murray, uh, incredibly experienced individual, somebody that I've learned to trust in terms of the medical department and um, you know Bath historically has had a very high injury rate for whatever reason that might be that's not for me to comment on what we need to do is to make sure that once guys get injuries which they would because you know this is an attritional game 
that we don't re-injure players. And um, that's a delicate process. Uh, appointed Sarah Jenner, um, originally from Australia. Uh, I worked with her at Munster uh, in terms of what we put into our bodies because we can train as, as much as we like, um, you know, the eight hours uh, that we spend at Farley, it's what are we doing away from Farley and finding that balance. Um, now, obviously changed um, uh, in terms of our, let's call it our sports psych in, in bringing Don McPherson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and why that is important is, um, you know, we as, as human beings, all have some sort of challenge in our lives. And uh, it's it's my job to make sure that the players have all the support that they need from a coaching side, from a medical side, from an athletic performance side, from a sports psych side, from a nutrition side. Um, and, you know, hopefully by number one, communicating very well uh, as a group of, of uh, support staff, hopefully that will give the players tools to improve not only on the pitch, but off the pitch, which will hopefully uh, improve our performance over a long period of time. And, on, and, and I guess turning to turning to defence. So, as you said, clearly a you know a significant area. You know, last season in all competitions there were fourteen times, fourteen matches where we conceded forty points or more. So clearly something we 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 need to work on. You touched on some of the the kind of baseline improvements. How you and and JP Ferreira think about defence, but. Are there any kind of targets that, that that you have in place for for improvement? Any metrics that that you look at in particular, and and will do so going forwards? Look, there's there's a there's a whole host of of metrics um, and goals and a vision that that we've set ourselves. The vision is kind of the the big thing, you know, the why that we've discussed this week. Uh, what I would say about our defence. Um, and I want to be incredibly simplistic about it. Um, now, if you score more points than opposition, you win a rugby game. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'd like to do. So th- there's many ways to, to approach that. Uh, we, we as a group want to be desperate to win games. And um, the, the most um, evident way that you can see it is, is how you hit the opposition. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's me versus you. It's our team versus their team. There's two goal lines. Uh, you've got to get across theirs and they've got to get across yours. So the reason I say why that's simplistic, it's that's the first thing we've, we've started off with. You know, we, we've, we, we want to be a team that, uh, number one, we are proud of, of each other. Um, number two, we play for an amazing club with incredible support. We want to get them behind us. And um, whether we play home or away, we might not always win a game. Hopefully we win a lot more than, than we lose. But we want to walk off that pitch with, with number one, pride in the jersey, and number two, respect for each other that we gave it all. And the most evident place that you'll see that is in defence. Uh-huh. I guess the, the, the kind of a related point, I guess, and something that we've we've spoken about, particularly last season, is is discipline and you know you can you can generally when you you know you you're the wrong side of the ball you might give away penalties breakdown set piece was also an area where we where we we, we leaked a lot of penalties i think second in the in the table in terms of premier, in terms of penalties conceded last season and you know referees are very hot in the premiership on breakdown set piece new tackle laws that are coming into the game push a whole new dynamic on on the tackling player 
how, in your view, do you think we as a, as a team go about improving our, imp- improving our discipline? The, the very first thing uh, we as a group discussed in terms of improving discipline, we've got to drop our body height. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got to protect the opposition head and, and protect our own heads. So, you know, if, you, if you're upright, and again, I'm, I'm going to make this very simplistic, um, if you're upright, you're in trouble. If you bend down and then get in a good body position, number one, you'll carry better. Number two, you'll scrum and you'll more better. Number three, you'll, you'll defend better. So uh, body height has been a massive focus for us. Will we get it at wrong at stages? Yes. You know, there's been some of the test matches where, you know, these, these actions and incidents happen so fast. Uh, the referees have got an obligation to make sure that the game is as safe as possible. We've got to adapt to that and, um, you know, hopefully we'll see some improvement. I think that's a, that's a, that's, that's a really, really useful bl- blueprint about what Bath will look like kind of, kind of under you. And as I say, I think that'll be, that'll be um, music to, to, to a lot of people's ears. I just want to move on maybe to, to, to pre-season and now we're co- obviously coming towards the, the, the back end of that. We've got a game against Jersey on Friday. We had the, the 38-7 win against Coventry, 30 players getting game time. And obviously it's hard to rely too much on pre-season results. But what were your main takeaways from, the, from, from your first match leading the team? And maybe if you could pick out a couple of players, maybe one forward, one back, that has, that's impressed you both in that game and in, and in pre-season as a whole. Um, you know, number one, uh, the excitement of players to play, to start again. Everybody wants some minutes. Um, you know, we we played with with thirty players. We had a few more uh, on on the bench. There's a few players that will get more minutes uh, this weekend, and you know, they'll there's quite a few you know return to play players which will feature in in the coming weeks. Um, so firstly, the the excitement and the energy to play again. Two, what impressed me about the team is we stuck to what we trained. Uh, I thought we exited out of our half pretty well. Um, we conceded a few scrum penalties in, let's call it in the first game, which put us under huge territorial pressure. Um, we conceded early and then for the next 77 minutes, we didn't concede again. And that was really encouraging to me. You know, we at one stage defended four malls uh, in a row on our own goal line and, and we kept them out. And um, that's the confidence that, that I'm looking for. Uh, and that's the resilience and the hard edge that I'm looking for to, to keep opposition teams out. Um, I felt we, we um, had some good shape. Uh, I felt some excellent breaks on work specifically in the small pictures that uh, we've been working on as, as ball carriers and, and cleaners. Uh, in terms of guys that stood out, um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to single out every uh, or any player. I think uh, y- you've you've got to be a training. You've got to be part of the group to see the hunger uh, that's in the group. How guys are helping each other. You know, there's there's a, as an example, we, we've got some very good hookers. You know, with with uh, Danny, with Tom Doughty, with John Stewart coming in from the twenties. Noel Annett that that came across from Whisper, Jasper's um, Spanler is a young lad, and the guys aren't working against each other. They're working with each other to get better. And I think 
there's a there's a major shift uh, in terms of uh, we are one club, one team, one group that that wants to get better, and and as I said, you know that that will what what that looks like results wise. You know, I'm not even going to start to predict what I said to the group. This is like a train journey. We started on the 11th of July. Uh, at the back end of the season, this train will stop at our at our first station. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that you stay on this train uh, because this will be one fantastic journey. And uh, that's what rugby is about. It's it's about moments. It's about memories. You do all of this hard work for the 80 minutes you get on a Friday evening at seven o'clock uh, at the rec or you know, Saturday afternoon away to Saracens or to Leicester. That's why you play this game for those moments. And now hopefully we'll create some some great memories and uh, put in some really good performances across the next season. Yeah, and I think you know from a from a fan point of view, no one's expecting you to be able to transform everything, transform our fortunes overnight. You know, you've only been in the country since since the back end of June, and and with the players for 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 one for one preseason, and and obviously you haven't worked with a lot of these a lot of these players, so it's going to take time to get to know them and and to get the, to get to know the club. You did, however, bring over a couple of a couple of players with you. Obviously, you mentioned JP Ferrer on the coaching side, Chris Colette. I hope I'm saying his, his name right. And Matt Gallagher, you brought over from from Munster as new signings. Maybe just a, a line on two or on on each of those players. I'm, I don't think listeners will have will have seen much of those guys apart from Pat, Matt perhaps Matt at Saracen. So maybe just a line on two and what to expect from from those guys. Yeah, I come came across Chris uh, the first time when he was picked for South Africa A. Um, around 2016 uh, and 17, and um, uh, a funny story. Uh, you know, I I went across to Munster um, with my family to kind of go and view what what Limerick's about. And uh, Chris Kluter uh, was in the same hotel, uh, so we started at at Munster at, at the same time. Uh, what I would say about him: uh, incredibly fast. Very good ball carrier in, in the wild channels. Um, he's tough. Um, he's really tough uh, and phenomenal over the ball. Mm. He's speed into the breakdown. Um, I think uh, uh, that will be a player that uh, that the fans like. Um, Matt, a very good back three player, left footer, long kicking game on him. Um, came through the Saracens Academy, comes from a rugby background, understands the game really well. Safe under the high ball. Um, he's one of those guys that just loves to play. He just wants to get onto the pitch. Uh, you know, not only a fullback, uh, also a winger. And uh, he, he's played a bit of centre as well. What I think you you need in, in the premiership is you need utility as well. And he'll certainly be one of those players that will play multiple positions. So, there's there's obviously a few more guys that that have that have um, come in uh, at at the back end of the season, the start of the season, and um, there's a lot of both players that that remains here from last season. Our job is to make sure that everybody's aligned and uh, we get better every day. That's right. I'm I'm conscious of your time. We could we could we could talk. Well, I could talk for for hours. I'm sure, but I know you've got a, a busy schedule. Maybe just a couple of last kind of quicker quicker questions. Um, for you, if you don't mind. So um, you set up a really good blueprint for what Bath can look like under under Jürgen van Gran. I know that this season is only the first stop on the train, as, as you would put it. But we're obviously 13th, bottom of the table, which is not where anyone wants to be last season. What would you, where in, I guess, where in the table and what 
would you consider a success for for this season coming? I'll, I'll answer that in a different way, Tom. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make make any prediction. Um, what what I would say is uh, when when the last game of this season have been played, I'd like to look back on the season and say, number one, as people, uh, we became better versions of ourselves. Number two, uh, that uh, this team of ours, uh, the club, Bafrak, we can be proud of them. Number three, that um, they fought for every single inch uh, at the wreck. And, you know, they stayed in every single game away from home, attacked it. And uh, that's there's obviously 13 teams in this premiership. You'll e- you'll end somewhere between one and 13. I'd like to say that uh, hopefully the work we put in will see a massive shift in our log position. Well, that's yeah, that's that, that, that's certainly good news. Let's let's hope for it. And hopefully, maybe at the end of the at the end of the season, we could we could we could chat again and see how you think we've we've measured up to to to, to some of those some of those some of those targets. Um, one last very quick thing, and I know, I know I know you do need to go, but Bristol first game, obviously a lot of excitement about that. Not the first time we've been to Ashton Gate in recent seasons. Thoughts on on what Bristol bring, key areas of battle for us, and 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 how we get one over our West Country rivals. Yeah, look, uh, I've I've never coached against them, so obviously <laughs> from a personal point of view, great to to be in a battle with them. Um, you know, I've I've watched uh, quite a bit of them over the last few years. Um, you know, they are very well coached, a very specific way of playing. Uh, they've got a very good setup, some wonderful players, some of the best players in, in the game. Um, you know, some of their broken field attack is phenomenal. You know, some of their quick tap penalties. But behind all of that, there's also a good structured plan that applies pressure. So that'll be a great test for us first up. Uh, really looking forward to that in uh, in Friday week. And um no, that that'll be a, a a big marker straight away, and we'll be challenged away from home. Um, uh, so looking forward to that. But before that, uh, on this Friday night, we've we've got the Jersey Reds, and uh, as as I said to the group, uh, we're not going to be a, a group of of um, players and staff that look forward too much. We, we've got to enjoy the now. We've got to become better now. And, uh, you know, there will be ebbs and flows in this season. I can guarantee you that. Um, so handle what's right in front of us today, then tomorrow, then the day after. And then let's see where we end up at the end of May. Great stuff. Well, all the best for, for this Friday and next Friday. Um, yeah, we're all, all, all very much behind you and, and, and looking forward to this season. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can, we, can, we can catch up again again down the line. Great, great chatting to you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks very much. And nice to meet you. And uh, thanks for the show. And thanks for all the supporters. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks, Jan.